beautiful people, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about two things that I know you guys love, sleeping and video games, and how MIT researchers are working to develop a technology that combines both. But before we get into that, I just wanted to mention this because it just barely came out, and I thought it was some cool news. They now have an FDA-approved video game that is prescription only called Endeavor RX and is being offered as an effective treatment for kids with ADHD. So kids 8 through 12 can now be prescribed gaming sessions. It, inc it includes things like piloting a small aircraft through a variety of alien environments including icy rivers, fiery volcanoes, jungle tree houses, and underwater paths. Uh, it's specifically designed for young people with ADHD to be engaged and to help them focus. This is a pretty, well, fairly common illness. It's thought to affect around 4 million children between 6 and 11. And I think the drugs uh, that they're being prescribed for, especially for kids that age, aren't, they might be effective, but I don't think they're very viable treatment because I don't think they're especially healthy for kids to be taking stimulant-type medications. But anyways, they studied around 600 kids, and around 36% showed improvement in at least one measure of objective, one objective measure of attention. I'm not sure how they gauge that exactly, but pretty interesting, I guess. Either way. So, I think therapeutic video games might be something that in the future will be more common. I think there might be PTSD or PTSD or like, you know, depression, uh, bipolar or whatever. Just different kinds of video games for different kinds of... I'm thinking especially like um, illnesses that affect your mind, mental illnesses or things like that. Maybe even someday video games for like people with Alzheimer's or who knows? Who knows what the future could hold? Alright guys, I guess we'll just get into what we were actually going to talk about, but I just wanted to share that because I just barely heard about it and I thought it was really cool. So, here we go. So, researchers at the aptly named Dream Labs have been working to develop a new technology that they're hoping would let users hack their dreams and eventually control their content as well. So, the device is called Dormio and it's a glove-like wearable with a bunch of sensors to detect which state of sleep that the wearer is in. When the wearer slips into a state of hypnagogia, if you don't know, uh, hypnagogia is basically the state of sleep in between being awake and being asleep. So this can be like when you're falling asleep and you can still hear people talking or you're sort of half awake and people are talking to you and maybe you're talking back but you don't remember it later. Uh, it's, it's sort of different for different people. Uh, hypnagogia is also the state where some people have night uh, night terrors, right? And, um, oh, sleep paralysis, that's what it is. Yeah, some people have sleep paralysis um, sometimes in that state. So, the glove will know right when you're in between being awake and being asleep, and it will cue a device that will play a pre-recorded audio message that is usually consisting of a single word. So in the example they gave, uh, they had 50 people 
and they used the word tiger, and they were able to get the people to dream of tigers. So not really um, totally immersive technology yet to where you're just like, whoa, we could do anything in our dream. This is amazing. But uh, subtly enough where you could still uh, change the content of your dreams, um, which is kind of fascinating in itself, really. Uh, makes me think of those cessation tapes that um, are supposed to help people quit smoking or different things like that. Yeah, they like play the tapes that uh, I'm sure you've seen it on every sitcom or whatever. Quit smoking or uh, something like that. But I wanted to read this quote from Adam Horowitz, who is a Dream Lab researcher and PhD student. It says, people don't know that a third of their life is a third where they could change or structure or better themselves. Whether you're talking about memory augmentation or creativity augmentation or improving mood the next day or improving test performance, there's all these things you can do at night that are practically important. So that's sort of an interesting notion. A third of your life you're spending asleep. Maybe there will be emerging technologies that will let us use that time better that's sort of a fascinating notion you could be a third more at least a third more productive than you are now i guess theoretically so i also was reading oh no i wanted to share this there is apparently uh on online step-by-step step-by-step instructions that would allow a person to make their own dormio glove like device at home and I'm going to try to put those in the info for the show because I think it would be really cool if anyone was actually able to make it and tell me how it went and maybe write me an email or uh, even if you just do it and you don't tell me how it went and you get something out of it, I guess. But I don't think I would be able to do it. Um, I'm a little bit fed up with technology right now because I just barely figured out my mixer and my microphones and my computer got everything working cohesively for this pod and it was very aggravating and yeah it took a lot of time and frustration and two of my microphones I still haven't even got hooked up yet so I want to have guests but I don't know when I'll be able to even start doing that now because I haven't got everything hooked up right so you could see my dilemma You can see why someone else will need to make the glove and not me. So, yeah, I'm going to leave my email. I'm going to leave the the, uh, website to the instructions. And if you're able to make the glove, I hope you can have some amazing dreams. Because that sounds so freaking awesome. And I'm pretty stoked about this idea. So, uh, Dream Labs are working on another device that PhD candidate Judith Amore has built that works a little differently, um, but uses sort of the same idea in a different way, which is cool. So this one focuses on smell instead of an audio cue, and it releases a scent when the dreamers are in the N3 stage of sleep. So the N3 stage of sleep is a period for the body to recuperate, regenerate, Uh, heal itself, consolidate memories, sort of like your rebooting or whatever type phase, Uh, just trying trying to keep everything going. So the hope behind these two emerging technologies is that one day we could give users 
full control of dreams. So this would be a technology that would give us the ability to lucid dream. So lucid dream, lucid dreaming is uh, not really very well understood. It's difficult to study, and even more so because only 1% of people are able to do it regularly. So it's not something that's really common. I think I've had one lucid dream before, and it was when I was having a nightmare. And I realized I was having a nightmare somehow. I think it was a reoccurring nightmare, and I realized it was a reoccurring nightmare. And I was like, oh, I've had this nightmare before. And so I realized it was a dream, and I instantly changed it. I think I went flying. Uh, I went to a feast, and they ate a bunch of food. Yeah, so that type of thing. I wanted to end with just this other quote that sort of ended the article I was reading. And it says, The unconscious, it's another kind of intelligence. We can learn from it. We can be in dialogue with it rather than dominate it. Rather than tap in and try to steer it in directions we want. That quote's from Ruben Nyman, from the sleep and dream expert at University of Arizona. And I've been reading uh, Man and His Symbols, which talks a lot about interpreting your dreams, symbology of dreams, not symbology, symbolism, and the unconscious. And I think that I, I was sort of having this this thought about dreams the other day, I guess. I think a, like a lot of what happens in dreams is sort of just spillover from your daily life, probably, and just uh, processing and, you know going through your daily stuff, but I also think that your unconscious mind is sort of just working in the background on things that you don't notice or that you sort of forget about or aren't aware of, and I think of it sort of like how your body has like a homeostasis where it's always trying to keep you like at base level, like you're always trying to be at zero, if it's plus one you need a minus one to get back to zero. So everything in your body is always at base level functioning. And I, I think our unconscious mind sort of works the same way, like trying to keep this, this homeostasis in our lives. And when things get out of balance, it sort of comes through in your dreams, like reoccurring dreams or like reoccurring themes, strong symbols, uh, really emotionally charged dreams. I think sometimes can be... Like your subconscious trying to interact with you and trying to be like, hey, you need to consciously realize this thing is going on because things aren't balanced. Things are getting out of whack and we need to try to fix it. So, yeah, that's sort of all my ranting really today. But, yeah. So, I was thinking about it a little bit more and I was thinking about that this is going to go full Black Mirror episode, guys. Like, there could be a time when, instead of being awake, you just want to be asleep, playing your video game. Um, I know, like, when I'm depressed a lot, like, I can't really do anything but stay in bed and sleep and mess around on my phone anyways. I don't video game a lot, so I'm not, like, the best example, but, yeah, you could tell because I just said I don't video game a lot. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think that there would be maybe a lot of people that would be stuck in this technology and would just love it so much that they would not even want to go back to their regular life and I wonder how deep it could really get like when you're having a dream and it's sort of a longer dream you get kind of encapsulated in the story 
uh there's no sense of like you being uh outside of the dream it's like the i think it's a taoist thing or something but there's like this one story of this uh this man that dreamed that he was a butterfly and i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna pause look it up real quick because i feel like it would be a good uh, addition to the pod Okay, and the I had to just Jamie that up myself real quick because I'm the one-man show here. Um, here's the quote, and it is by Zwangzi, and I hope I said that right, from The Butterfly as Companion, Meditations on the First Three Chapters of the Chuang Tzu. I hope I said that sort of right. I tried really hard. Um, so the quote is, Once upon a time, I dreamt I was a butterfly, fluttering hither and thither, to all intents and purposes a butterfly. I was consciously only I was conscious only of my happiness as a butterfly, unaware that I was myself. Soon I was awakened, and there I was, veritably myself again. Now I do not know whether I was then a man dreaming I was a butterfly, or whether I am now a butterfly dreaming I am a man. I always thought that was a really funny sort of story, but it goes uh kind of meta, guys. Like kind of matrix type uh thing. Maybe we're all just sitting in a little pod right now in a little electronic soup thing and we're just ha- we're just collectively having this dream or maybe it's not even a collective dream, maybe it's just a one person dream. But it's a dream that you get so immersed in so quickly that you forget the notion of your life before the dream. Suddenly there is no you outside of the dream world. There is no outside dream world. There's just you inside of another world, I guess. And it's not even the same you, really, because, like, in my dream, it's weird. It's like, a lot of the time I'll be in a place that I'm like, oh, I'm at my mom's house, or... I'm at my uh I'm at my job site, but it doesn't look anything like that. Or sometimes it'll be like a person in the dream. It'll be like my good friend, but they look totally different. It's like I don't know why a part of me knows that like it's my friend in like someone else's body or something. But like in the dream, I know I have this weird knowing that it's this person, even though. Also in the dream, I have the feeling that they don't look recognizable or they look like someone else. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing. But yeah, guys, what if, what if they do make the dream video game? So I'm thinking that they could combine the two, make a smell and a glove. You know, do both. Do the glove and do the scent. And maybe somehow spice it up a little bit more. And then could they make something that is a video game that is so immersive you wouldn't want to wake up from it or you wouldn't remember that you wanted to wake up from it Hmm. so i was just gonna end the episode right there and be done but i guess i've been thinking about this more than i thought or it's still been playing somewhere in the back of my head because i had this dream last night and I tried to write it down when I woke up, but, well, when I woke up actually in the morning, because I woke up a few times in the night, but it I could not make sense of it, really, and I've been thinking I should start my dream journal back up, so 
yeah, I woke up and I was like, I'll hurry and try to write it down. And I just got so, so confused. So basically, I had a dream that I joined this club. And it was like a club for dreaming, I guess. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my sister was there too. And so we would go to this place. It was like a building where we would meet. And we would talk for a bit. And then we would go into a little room with a bed. And we would go to sleep. And when I would go to sleep, I would have another dream that I was going to this other place that I really can't remember. I wish I could. Or I would try to go to sleep and I would wake up, but I would wake up in real life. It was really weird. It was like we were trying to do something in the dream that we had to go within another dream, I guess. So it's sort of like the Inception type dreaming, but with no Inception machine. You're fading into a dream that you need to have another dream. That's very bizarre. And the weird thing too was I seemed like it seemed like a lucid dream almost. Like everything seemed hyper like real. Not a lucid dream to where I could like control the outcome or like change anything, but just where it seemed like reality, I guess. Which I guess a lot of dreams do. And I'm not really sure why. Because sometimes they're so weird. Like the thing I was talking about before where sometimes there's a person in your dream but they look totally different. But you know it's like your friend or sometimes it's my house. And I know it's my house but it looks like this weird other house. And I'm like oh yeah this is my house that I live in. And it's like the house is in the same location but it's a different house or it's like I don't know. Dreams are so odd. I can't really make sense of it, you guys.